Welcome into the PHNX Coyotes postgame show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. I'm Liam Merrill here with Steve Peters. Craig Morgan will be joining us shortly. But PD, is the tank officially done? Like this, <laughs> they think they blew it officially as of tonight. The tank has gone. Yeah, they got a they've got a two-point lead, plus they have the tiebreaker against the Canadians. I I mean, yay. Yay, the big win in Minnesota. You we can't can wait for last... negative Craig to come on and bring us all back down to earth. I mean, look at the last two. Look at the last two games they took. The St. Louis Blues have 109 points. Take them to overtime. Minnesota has 109 points, and they win the game in regulation in their building. I, what the hell is this team doing, and why are they doing it now? I know why um, now. Like that's the thing. <laughs> They're, they're already losing 10 in a row. Like, what's another three? Yeah, yeah. Just no, make you know it what? painful to the end. And, and I will say this, though. It's, it's, it's again, it's not one of those where the goaltender comes up huge and makes 60 saves and the Cavs just sneak by. The Cavs were good tonight. I, and, and you know what? They traded goals there in the third. It was a it was a quick, fast-paced, really good hockey game. They did a lot of good things. And most importantly, Phil Kessel finally scored a goal. For the first time in 38 games, Phil Kessel scored, and of course, it's just an empty net goal, but it still counts all the same, and now he's just one away from that elusive 400, which we'll see if he gets it in the next two. I feel like his teammates are going to be doing everything they can to set him up in these next two. I really thought that he was going to get another empty net goal because they pulled the goalie right after he scored, and I said, oh, shit, he's going to get another one. He's going to get two empty net goals. That's what Sean and I were saying. The only way he's going to get every scores is when there's no goalie in. And somebody asked when the last regulation win was. You have to go way back to March 30th um, against the Sharks. They beat the Sharks 5-2 to on Keller's last game. That's the last regulation win. So that's a long time ago. That is a long time. And, you know, if there was still maybe a month or two months left in the season, I'd say, great. But I don't know. Maybe I'm drinking the same water that Craig was, but... It's just hard to be excited about a win at this point in the season. This is game 80. You couldn't have held on for two more. Ugh. But let's put that aside for when Craig gets here because we know he'll have something to say about it. And let's talk about the positives. And we'll just start with the overarching look at this game. Let's look at tonight by the numbers. And PD, the Coyotes held the Wild to only two shots on goal through the first 11 minutes of this game. They were tied eight to eight in shots in the first period within one in the second. It was a very close in shots pretty much the whole game um, until the third, but obviously the coyotes were the ones finding the back of the net. Other notable numbers here for me. Well, it goes both ways because the coyotes took a lot of penalties in this game, but Minnesota failed to score on their power play. And do the coyotes have the hottest penalty kill in the NHL right now? I don't know, but you look at the last three power plays that the Minnesota Wild had, and they need to score, and they're in a playoff chase. They didn't get a shot on goal in their last three power plays. Like, not only did they not score, they didn't get a shot on goal. So clearly they're doing something right on their penalty kill. Sticks and lanes, working hard, good goaltending, they're getting good clears, because this is a desperate Minnesota Wild hockey team. And if you're, I mean, I, I, usually if you're getting killing all six penalties you're gonna oh the goalie must have been all, uh, unreal like had to be the goaltending had to be the goaltending well no as a team they killed these penalties over oh, six against a team that's got 109 points <sighs> i'm again like, i'm just what, is that? what happened tonight 
not only what is happening, but who are they doing it with? Like, look at this roster. It's just amazing to me. And, and, and they, they even got depleted more during the game. Um, Deneen goes down, and he only plays two periods, or excuse me, just a little over one period. And look who's leading the team. McBain was awesome. Gostas Bear Strallman was a, a superstar again tonight. Like, I, I, I know, it's just amazing. Rustel, Boyd, like, look at the yes. score sheet. It's just, this is not a regular NHL team. It's not a regular Coyotes team either. And to be honest, this was not a game that I ever thought this team would be. No, this is a team that they don't match up well against. This is a team that has four lines. They're physical. They're crashing the net hard. They're able to score almost at will with guys like Kaprizov and Hartman. And they've been really good offensively. Fiala's having a career year. Zuccarello's having a career year. He didn't play tonight. But I, 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 I'm absolutely stunned that they were able to beat this team in their own building when their points were so critical. For this team, I get it. If if they had their second place locked in and, and you know they have nothing to play for, I get it. But this team needs home ice. They they have to yeah. play St. Louis, a team they have not beaten all season. Well, yeah, they need home ice, and they weren't able to get it done against the Coyotes. And I'll say, Vimelka was good when he needed to be. It was another tale of two games for Vimelka. For me, there were moments in that third period where they got the second and the third goal a minute apart again, and and their inability to shut periods of time down that I thought, Oh, veggie veggie did not look sharp on those. And this could be when the floodgates opened, but then he locked the door and he was solid down the stretch. He was great when they pulled the goaltender. He was great on those power plays. So, um, you know, he, he was able to battle back and, and get a big win for this team. Um, is it a big win? I honestly, I don't a big know. win for inside the locker room. Yes, it is a big win for the sake of the long-term goals of the franchise i guess no yeah that's tough that, that, that's tough and you could see the exuberation on the bench we, just, we talked about last game with with boko Mama getting his goal and how excited guys were the same thing happened again for mcbain and i don't know about you leo but every time i turned around it looked like mcbain was on the ice like he was he was yeah. out there all he's killing penalties he's on the power play and he's playing his five on five minutes he he, he that third period he was out there constantly so uh, he's a guy i told you what we said they're both going to get goals and they both got their goals mcbain and and nathan smith both have scored now i I don't know i tell you what mcbain fits in he's an nhl player and how about nathan smith's uh teammates his minnesota teammates there at the game in the stands wearing his jersey um they had it on backwards with the number eight and smith facing out and they were they showed them in the crowd that must have been special for him really cool and then look at him, like getting inter- interviewed between the in the intermission between periods. Like he just he's right in the NHL, and that's what he gets by being on the Coyotes, and that's the advantage for coming to a team like this for him. So that must have been a special night for him, and of course, a special night for McBain as well. Getting his and, and both of them with with the Minnesota connections, right? Like you know, playing at Minnesota State, and then Jack McBain, who. The Coyotes acquired from the Minnesota Wild. That's exactly. the team that dra- that uh, drafted him. Yeah, for a second round pick. And so what you think of is McBain's going, okay, this wasn't going to work out for me. And you guys are not sure if I could fit in and you're going to send me to the minors and I can't get signed here. Well, let's see. 
let's see how I play tonight. And I think that gave him some extra motivation for tonight against that, against a wild team that maybe didn't give him the love he felt he deserved over the last few years when he was at school. Um, and clearly one of the reasons why he didn't go there is he didn't think he could play. He didn't think he, there was a spot for him. Um, but he proved them tonight that he, the kid can play in the NHL. So good on him. Great game for Jack McBain. Yeah. And he's now the eighth coyote to score their first NHL goal this season, which only the Washington Capitals had more players score a first NHL goal this season with nine. So that's that's a staggering number. Really exciting for those guys. And there was a lot of different directions we could have gone with this tonight because of the play of a lot of people, but we had to give DraftKings King of the game to Jack McBain because it was his first NHL goal. And that's something that only happens one time. And so Jack McBain is our DraftKings King of the game. That is a giant crowd. <laughs> Can't decide if that was elite placement or I'm not sure. Listen, I don't, I don't know when they have with the helmets. I don't really know if like the crown is supposed to be over the helmet or if it's supposed to just like rest on top of the helmet. So that's I just, fair. I put it as if it was around if he was putting it on his helmet like a Burger King paper crown. Okay, I that's see fair. where you're going. Thank Wait, you for the is- explanation. We had to give it to him. I get it. But you look at, we had two defensemen with three points. Strawman's has a goal and two assists. Gossas Bear has three assists. Like there were, there were so many guys that were worthy of, of the king of the game. But you're right. Yeah, I agree with you. Kid gets his first goal in the NHL. You got to give him the king of the game. Absolutely. And he almost had another one on that two on one where they drew the tripping penalty with Roussel and, and the defenseman slides and he trips him. A hell of a play with Roussel back across the crease. McBain driving the net. It's a tap in. If he doesn't get tripped, that's a, clearly that's a tap in. And unfortunately, um, it was broken up and and by the sliding defenseman, and they called the penalty. But I tell you what, he he was around it. He's around. It. I'm kind of curious to see what he does tomorrow in Dallas against a Dallas team that again desperately needs the points. And that game is winding down in Dallas right now. Two and a half minutes ago, it's tied two two, and that's wow. the we'll biggest keep, game. We'll of the keep night. tabs on that one. That one's biggest really... game of the night. Yeah, really exciting. Also, I'm kind of disappointed we're not getting wedgie versus veggie tomorrow, PD. Yeah, I, I am Missed too. They're going to soldery. They're going to soldery tomorrow. I'm sure Dallas is going to come in with wedgie. Um, they're going with Ottinger tonight um, against Vegas. So I'm, I'm assuming we'll see the return of wedgie against his old club. And I don't, I don't know if that bodes well for the Coyotes. There's a kid that's been kicking it all year um, from the backstopper position, and I, I you know what? I never count Wedgie out. So that could be a tough one for the Coyotes. Wouldn't that be interesting if he's the one that finally stops this big offensive outburst this team is is on over their last two games and it gets stopped by Wedgwood? Hmm. We'll see. Unbelievable. And And it's funny. What? No, I was just going to say, more importantly, does it matter if he does? It it doesn't. Well, I was going to say that if the Coyotes lost tonight, what I said to Sean was if the Coyotes were finally going to win a game, for some reason, it would be tomorrow because Wedgwood only comes into games that end streaks for the Coyotes. So maybe that would have been the game oh that ended the, the 10-game losing streak, but it wasn't. But, but you know what, Leah? Theory. Oh, my God. Because it's 10 in a row. If they would have lost tonight, that would have been 11 in a row. And it would have been the third time that Wedgwood has been in goal when this team has an 11-game losing streak. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. So that was my that was my thought on that. Sadly, that did not come to pass yeah anyway but let's talk about more positives from this game how about anton strawman here actually let's bring in craig 
first. <laughs> yeah, there goes the positive. Yeah, so much for the <laughs> yeah, positive. Yeah, I'm like, more positives on this game. Oh, wait, here's Craig. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> Craig, what the hell happened tonight? Um, They basically clinched 31st in the NHL standings. That's the way I'm looking at it. Unbelievable. Against a team that needs to win, though. Like, Minnesota's got to be better than that. I, yeah, I, I agree. They're, they're fighting for home ice against the team. And you've said this multiple times. They struggle with St. Louis. So you at least want home ice advantage against St. Louis. Well, they gave that up tonight. Yeah. I, 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 and, and you know what? The Coyotes look good. The Coyotes look good, skated good. There's two games to go. One home, one road. Let's see how this team finishes because now the tank is clearly over. So who cares? Yeah. Might as well go win two. Let's go to a three-game winning streak. Might as well because you can't catch Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, but you you want to make sure that Vegas misses the playoffs, don't you? <laughs> yeah, so maybe lose against Dallas. You're right. That game's 2-2 with uh, two minutes left in the third, by the way. And, and Calgary beat Matt Nashville in OT, so Nashville got a point. That's that's good enough for Nashville. They're going to get another point this season. So this is it's coming down to that Dallas-Vegas game. It's interesting. Yeah. It's yeah, because so Nashville's in, right? No, not, not necessarily. Not clinched, but not I think clinched. they need one point or they're going to get in. Nashville's they're going to get miss. in. Yeah. Yeah. They need, they'd have to lose both. Vegas has to win all three in regulation. Yeah. That's well, tight. Charles Woodall Pike saying tank commander Craig about to give the debriefing on the mission. <laughs> Charles, I've actually, I've moved past it now. I've accepted fate here. That wow. the Coyotes are going to be 31st after they, after they got that point the other night at Gila river arena, I, I blew off all my steam and I actually, yes, I am actually wearing my glasses. I remember tonight. Um, <laughs> I, I, I realized Montreal's not going to win again. Now watch Montreal go and beat the Rangers. They'll end up tied with, with the Coyotes. Yeah. And that'll, that'll be even more painful, right, if they finish tied in the standings, but they get the uh, advantage. But anyway, 31st it is. At least we know now it's not the best odds, and but it's the second best odds, and they can, it they can mean, win it. It doesn't mean that they can't get first overall still. Right. And – if the Coyotes end up with the second or yeah, with the second overall pick, Logan Cooley, you know, great. And it's all about Connor Bedard in 2023, right. in my opinion. Yeah, you just hope if it's it's the second and not the fourth. Yeah, that's true. I literally had to pull up the central scouting like draft rankings because we've been talking about Cooley and Wright for months, but it's like, okay, who's who's up after that? Because we need to start looking ahead. The draft lottery is on May 10th, but I don't know, because now the Coyotes could, if they do finish 31st, they could pick outside of that top three. So we got, and this is from NHL.com, at number three, Matthew Savoy, four, Connor Geeky. Those are both centers. Yeah, that's the North American. American rankings, yeah. Yeah, those are just North American rankings. Oh, yeah. Well, this is, oh, yeah, North American. Look at this. Okay. I but those are good, the and the page. good news is, Leah, those are names you can pronounce because right. once you get into the three, well, four, why? five, there's somebody here named Pavel Mint Mintyukov. Mintyukov. Go to the European rankings for skaters and take the name off the top of the sheet. Joachim Kemmel, right wing Finland. Yeah. Okay. Juraj David Juracek from Czech Republic. Slavikovsky is from Finland. Yeah, he's the one that a lot of people have at number three, actually. Yeah, you're uh, Slavikovsky. Yeah, he's a left winger. Um, we'll see. <laughs> played, played, yeah, played for Slovakia in the Olympics. More he's from Slovakia need, playing in Finland. But more names that we'll need Redeem Verbata to pronounce for us on the air. Yes, wait, can't they be Bob Smith? Can't we get yeah, you know yeah. 
Jim Jim Wilson. <laughs> no, hey, David Smith and Jack McBain. I can handle both of those names. Yes. Yeah. Thank, yes. You, thank you for that. And okay, the well, rest of them are, but we'll have all these breakdown. Yes. We'll have all these guys. We'll know them by the tenth for sure. Absolutely, and that's looking ahead. So we'll be looking ahead a lot. Trust me, in the next two months between the end of this week and the NHL draft. So for now, since we only have three games left to break down, let's continue to talk about this one and we'll try and not be super negative since Craig decided to come in with some positivity today, which I'm very excited about. So let's talk about Anton Strollman who had himself a game tonight. Um, he scored an amazing goal, not just any goal. It was a beautiful goal. He had the shot that started the play that Mac Jack McBain scored his goal on. Um, and I believe he had one more assist as well. Yes. On the Roussel goal. So what a game from Anton Strollman tonight. <laughs> Yeah, he's uh he back into the Norris trophy. Uh, yeah, his- right? His seven <laughs> goals this season. Oh, your Jets for that new contract, chasing yeah. the Norris, you know, who knows? But who knows? I tell you what though, Craig, there's been glimpses. There was the last goal he scored where he comes off the blue line, drives the net. We called him Bobby Orr, and that was within the last 10 days. And now he gets three points in this one. Good grief. Too bad there's not another 120 games left he can get in the scoring race with uh, Roman Yossi. <laughs> but... <laughs> I don't think he's going to get there this year. Yeah, you're probably right on that one. You know what, though? But in, in all seriousness, it is great that he's adding offense, but but Anton Strollman's role here in Arizona is much bigger than what he provides on the offense, even bigger than what he provides defensively. It's what he provides in the room and what he does for these kids and mentoring these kids. And now Vegas just missed an empty net. Oh, sorry. <laughs> like, what is happening? Way, uh, Roman Yossi yeah. had two more points tonight. I think he's at 92 does he get the is he in the Norris conversation though, Craig? Is he I legit? Makar is too close to him in points for him to win it. I think he's gonna end up second. That's that's my my take. A lot of players think he should win it. Yeah, I think that is the the resounding sentiment from players as they think it should be Roman Yossi, but I agree with you. I think that the Makar is getting too much national attention with that powerhouse mm-hmm. team in Colorado that I think he does end up winning the Norris trophy. Yeah, yeah I, I misspoke actually. Uh Rossi's at uh, Roman Yossi's at 93 points. So good grief. I know. Unbelievable. Unbelievable season for him. Okay. So Strawman has two games to <laughs> score a bajillion points. Um, another player <laughs> who we don't talk about a ton. That's because he's been out for a while, but Roussel, he scored his first goal since November 29th tonight. I mean, that must've felt good for him to get back. He's, you know, he was out with injury for a while. Isn't also a known Coyotes goal scorer. So great for Roussel to get back on the score sheet as well. Yeah. I wonder where he's going to go, uh, where he's going to end up. I don't know what, what happens with Antoine Roussel, to be honest. Um, I mean, I think he's a guy, he's, he's a little bit younger than some of those other guys. So I think he can keep playing in this league if he can stay healthy, but you know, it's, he's, he's probably going to have to sit except uh, even more of a pay cut, but it, it feels like he can still keep playing. He's only 32 years old. Maybe, maybe he's another guy that the Coyotes think about bringing back. I don't know. They're, they're going yeah, to at the contract. You look how he played in this third period. And we talked about McBain already and what his third period looked like, but look how the, that line and add Louis Erickson is the third piece of that line. That line played really well together today. And I thought they were offensive and they defended well too. Um, Roussel had added a little bit of spark and jam to his game. Um, yeah, I, I'm curious to see how these additional pieces fill out over the next three months because they're still going to need uh, to put out 23 players on their roster. You know, they got to come from somewhere. 
And so yeah. do, you, do you assign a guy that knows the system that you like, that you know who's going to, what kind of effort you can expect out of him? Is that a guy you sign? Maybe. It all depends, right, on what else they, they do. Like which how many contracts are they going to take on for assets and how many roster spots are filled? By the way, Vegas and uh, Dallas are going to OT, so Dallas just got a point. That's uh, very important when they're up by, by what they are. Wow. I mean, it's, it's just looking almost impossible for Vegas now. But with, with Louis Erickson, uh, Andre really praised his game. He thought he had a hell of a game tonight. So thanks for remembering to bring that up. I wanted to mention that as well. He really liked his game. The other thing, guys, here, with the, with the way this team was going, with that 10-game winless streak, even though they got a point in that last one, they were playing some awful hockey. They are getting terrible goaltending. They weren't doing a lot well. As Andre said tonight, it would have been really easy at this point just to pack it in. You only got a few games left. There's nothing to accomplish. So give the Coyotes some credit for fighting in these last couple games. I mean, you get the point in the last game that infuriated all of us at the time, but it's against a really good St. Louis Blues team that is fighting with this Minnesota Wild team for home ice. Then the Coyotes go into XL where the Wild have been unbelievable this season, and they beat them. They beat them, and yeah. I, I didn't was a fluke it, it wasn't a fluke they went toe-to-toe now minnesota didn't bring its a game obviously but they went toe-to-toe with the wild tonight and won so give them credit for not going quietly at the end of the season and like you said pd now with two games left and 31st locked up might as well yeah i think i saw a comment earlier it was like you know it seems like they already have 31st anyway so what does it matter like if yes, they let's win. win yeah i agree you know let's just have some fun here at the end Sure. And try to find positives. And I think we had a lot of them tonight. The penalty kill we've already mentioned. That was a huge positive. McBain's a positive. We've seen that he's an NHL player now, and you can get excited about middle ice, that he's a guy that can slot in somewhere in the in the top three lines. And he looked like an NHL player to me. He's big, he's strong, he skates well. I, I think that that works great. Add him to, to one of the multitude of eight picks over the next year. I mean, who knows? Like yeah. You keep trying to find those little threads of hope, and, and they're there. They're there. It's just, I, I just, I know all the fans wish it would come much, much, much quicker. Yeah, very true. And Craig, you talk, you got to talk to McBain tonight too. Yeah, and it, I wanted to talk to him because, of course, Minnesota was the team that drafted him, and um, I don't think they were that happy about his his demands for a trade. Billy Guerin was pretty public about the way that all went down. He felt like he was lied to a few times by the representation, so it wasn't a an amicable parting but when McBain went back in tonight he said you know he got together with his buddy Matthew Boldy who also went to BC um but aside from that he's like he he didn't care that it came against them there was no vendetta for him it's just he was looking again for opportunity immediate opportunity to play in the NHL and when you look at Minnesota's depth chart up the middle he wasn't going to get it there so good for him for you know taking the high road on that and you know he got his first goal which is which is cool. Uh, Nathan Smith really played well tonight as well in his return to Minnesota. He had, apparently there was an entire suite of Minnesota. Yeah, they showed it on Valley. It's a cool, it's a cool night for both of those guys. I I thought they both had good games tonight as well. It's very cool. And we had talked about when they came over that we were sure that they were going to score their, both Smith and McBain would get goals before the season's end, which of course both those things happened. And Sean was very much riding the train of he's going to bet them as anytime scores every night. It worked out with Smith. And tonight when McBain scored, I said, Sean, McBain scored. Well, guess who forgot to place his bet on DraftKings today oh. for McBain anytime scorer. So unfortunately, Sean did not get that one, but he did live bet the Coyotes money line and won some good money there while the Coyotes 
Was it when they were down, Sean? Uh, no, it was tied 1 1, and the Coyotes oh. were still at like plus 320. So it shows nice. you how much faith the odds makers have. <laughs> exactly. But Seriously. Sean still managed to win money betting on the Coyotes in the last week, and you can too. And also, I'm sitting here in the studio, Craig and Peter are at home, but the Suns crew is two rooms away watching their game, and I just keep hearing, yeah, like every. Like yeah, two minutes. Up yeah. Up 13 at the half. They're rolling. You kind of expect yeah. that. So you love to see it. And if you want to get in on the action, either on the Coyotes or on the NBA playoffs, you can do so on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, which is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And this week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets. Instantly, you win no matter what. Plus, place a same-game parlay each day with three or more legs and get up to $25 back if one leg doesn't hit. So be sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. You can live bet. You can bet on players. You can bet on pretty much any league. But, oh, what's happening? What's happening? What happened? Rupe Hintz breakaway in overtime. He did not score. Oh, Okay. Well, we'll keep tabs. Sorry, sorry, I'm watching the game in overtime. It's exciting. (laughs) On the DraftBook Sportsbook. Please keep us updated. And people who are listening later on audio are probably like, yeah, I already know what happened in this game. Anyway, as a reminder, that's promo code PHNX at DraftKings. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's 21 and over. Arizona only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. <laughs> Shane just walked in and started reading the ad along with me. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply to DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. All right. Anything else from the game you want to talk about before we talk about our other topics? Bill Kessel, goal number 399. I God, I thought I, I didn't think he was going to get to 400. He still may not. I mean, he has three goals since the new year. Three it's unreal. Goals. Yeah, he's been so snake bitten. So good for them for at least getting him. It was a hell of a play by Nick Schmaltz, by the way. Good for them to get him an empty net goal. Maybe he will hit 400 before he departs Arizona. Was there a little yeah. part of you that when he got over the red line that said, how is he going to miss? Like I did because I go, he, he hasn't <laughs> scored a goal for so long. What's going to happen? Is it, are the lights going to go out? Is like, what's <laughs> going to happen? Something's going to happen if Phil's not going to get the empty netter, but Seriously. he was able to get right in the middle of the net. So good on him. He had a couple other t- times where he was trying to get to the empty net while it was still empty. And I thought, wow, imagine if he got to 400 with two yeah, goals. With two empty, netters. empty net in the same game. Yeah, he'd take it, I'm sure. I'm sure right? he would. I'm sure you take it. Yep. Uh, well, uh-oh. What? uh-oh. Logan Thompson just got run into in the net and is clutching his knee. Can you imagine if they have no Thompson and no Laner? Oh, no. <laughs> doesn't really matter at this point, does it? No, oh, he's, he's they down could, and out. They could not afford to give up this point to Dallas tonight. Because even if they win the game, it's going to be, what do we say it's going to be with it's this one point? Behind. It's 94-92 with two games yeah. to go, and Dallas has Anaheim and Arizona both at home. Controls their own fate, clearly. Yep. So, anyway, Unreal. I digress into the playoffs, which we'll talk more about um, next week. Yeah, we'll be talking about NHL playoffs a ton as they happen, but I want to mention something else that happened tonight in the NHL, and that is Austin Matthews scored goals 59 <laughs> and 60. It's the first time in 10 years for an NHL player to reach the 60-goal mark. And, of course, it's Arizona native Austin Matthews, which we love to see. 
I just yep. absolutely love Goal scorer in Toronto history. <laughs> From you Arizona. Love you love saying that, don't you, Craig? I do. <laughs> Greatest goal scorer in Toronto, Maple Leaf history. Yep. I, I'm stunned. Can you and and with with their storied history and how well that team has done over time in the original six, are you a little bit surprised that it's Austin Matthews? Like I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But it it's just tells you what a spectacular player he is. He's, uh, I think he's, uh, based on goals per game right now, he's climbed to the 33rd best uh, season for a goal scorer in NHL history. And he has a chance, obviously, with a little bit more season left to climb even higher, an outside chance to get into the top 25, which is just crazy with how young he is. That's insane. Someone just said, can't wait for that new arena and Matthews is in an Arizona sweater. Either can we. Yep. <laughs> we'll be there three. and Craig will be writing about it <laughs> exactly well speaking of uh, Arizona roots I know PD had wanted to share something about the team Arizona at the USA high school hockey showcase PD yeah you know it's a team it, it's this is a team that's comprised of juniors and seniors that play high school and it's like an all-star team of high school players here from the state of Arizona and what this is is to get kids a chance to get looked at by NCAA coaches and junior coaches you know those kids that play on those travel teams get all those first looks so these are a bunch of Arizona high school kids that went to St. Louis Missouri and another team that makes it to the semifinals I mean, they, they beat uh, they beat Indiana they beat Colorado they thumped Florida before losing um, to Missouri in the semifinals in in their home state of St. Louis. So another Arizona team does well on a national stage and, again, proves the point that hockey's alive and well in the state of Arizona. I like the swag, too. I know. that is, Those are sick. They, they got the matching pants. I like <laughs> it. I, that's, I like that swag. Gives you a little, when you're walking into a rink wearing that, the black with yep. the, the state of Arizona on your chest. Love it. Without- I know. I love it. Absolutely. Well, Craig, you wrote a story. Was that today? Time is moving weird today. So many stories this week, but Craig wrote a story today for gophnx.com making the argument that on the final game at Gila River Arena, would Coyotes fans consider a whiteout one last time? Now we thought should we debate this topic? Because I know, Craig, you got a lot of response on Twitter and in the Discord that I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it's all over the map. There's there's a lot of support. There's a lot of good arguments against it. And listen, when I wrote it, I, I wasn't saying it definitively. I just I think it could be cool. I'm not an absolutist where I believe, oh, you got to have the stands full of white shirts in order for it to work. I get that that's optimal, but <laughs> we're talking about the Coyotes. So let, let's let's just take optimal off the table because it's not an option for this franchise for a very long time. Um, oh yeah. I mean, but, did, did, you know, we had a collection of eh, 10,000 fans wearing white shirts. I even thought like I, I was imagining like some magnanimous move by ownership. If they're spread out in the upper deck, have everybody move down to the lower bowl so you can fill the lower bowl with white shirts and go with that. But you know, there's some arguments against that. It should only be a playoff tradition. You shouldn't cheapen it. You should have a lot people, a lot of people there. There's some people who think that it should just go away period because it's a holdover from Winnipeg. They're not the jets. They didn't have much success with it either. So they think that they should adopt their own tradition when they move into the arena. I'll throw it out. See what you guys think. Well, it's everything you said is so valid. It's so valid. Like, 
I, I, there are plenty of people that want to see it go away. Um, I, I get it. I'm concerned, Craig. One thing is, is it going to be a red out? Are the seats going to dominate the fans? I don't know. <laughs> it's the last game that you think people are going to show up. At first, I was all on board, Craig. I'll tell you this. At first, I was, let's throw on the white. I was ready to go. I had my white outfit picked out. And then I started to look through pictures where I'd actually <laughs> worn white to playoff games. And I go, you know what? There it is right there. That <laughs> <laughs> was Bronco and Jimmy O'Neill. Wow. Yeah, the, tw- the 2012 playoff run, and we're wearing are white and and i think craig i'm gonna go on the other side of this and say maybe you save it for the playoffs and this to me then so i go the opposite i'm gonna say we're black and it's a blackout <laughs> the funeral of gila river like a, Arena. it's a blackout and the lights are going out in gila river and i want to see a blackout and everybody go black with the kachinas you wear black the, because of the the death of the building and we're turning the lights out after. So I was going the opposite and I was saying black. Leah thoughts. Oh, I don't know. Like I'm, I went at first last week. I think we talked about white and I was like, that'd be fun. But I agree. I don't know. Cause it's like, are the memories good in Gila river that you want to do like one last cool thing where everyone wears white. I don't know. Cause I've been in the building for whiteouts and it's unlike anything else, but I don't know. We can pull the people. I'd love to. Yeah, we've got two call. days. Right? I like the suggestion of the sand shirts. Make it a haboob. Because I wrote about this a couple of years ago when Aaron Cohn was still the team president. They were thinking about getting rid of the whiteout anyway if they made the playoffs. And, and I know some people didn't like this because they thought it was too PC, but they were trying to be racially sensitive and not just go, you know, a whiteout might have some implications for some people. And some people weighed in saying, yeah, absolutely it does. So they were trying to be in sen- uh, sensitive and inclusive to all communities, and they wanted to start their own tradition. So they were thinking about something like a sandstorm or probably not a habu because you probably don't want the, the any kind of uh, version of the word boob in your marketing campaign. Nobody outside of Arizona understands. Of course, we, we say far worse things on PHNX shows from time to time. <laughs> venerable, but uh, I'm not sure they wanted to go that route, but they were, they were thinking literally about changing it. This was probably something that was going to happen if they had made the playoffs that, that year when Aaron Cohen was still the president. So that's one possibility. I think we should throw out a poll tomorrow with four choices from the PHNX Coyotes account. Do you want to see a whiteout? A blackout, as Petey put it? Should we go sa- uh, sandstorm? Sand- sandstorm. Or a new tradition? Or, or maybe this should be what, what should they do going forward rather than the last game. We, we, we can figure this out. But maybe, maybe the last one, maybe the last one is the red out to, you know, play it safe. Kind of make fun of your, ourselves for the red seats. I kind of like that. To, to represent all the bad blood between the city of Glendale and the Coyotes. I kind of like that. <laughs> I kind of like that idea, which by the way, before we move on, I have to just point out a comment because I just know Sean is seething because someone said, Sandstorm is dumb. Brown is a dumb shirt color. And Sean wears a brown shirt like every single day. First off, I'm wearing black right now. I know. Secondly, I know I'm fairly positive that Caleb said that on purpose to upset me. Because yeah. <laughs> Sean By the way, the is first, a fan of wearing brown. The first six shooters in the shootout have missed. So I know. three each side. Crazy. Three shooters each side. They've all he missed. Is, if, if Dallas wins, both Nashville and Dallas clinch playoff spots like that from a shootout. Crazy. Is that true, Craig? They clinch if they get the two and Vegas only gets the one? 
and they can't score. Nobody can score. That's unreal. <sighs> Sorry, man. Okay, well, right now I'm team dress in red because I think it would be so funny to just poke fun at that whole situation. So that's going to be my vote, but we'll put out a poll on Twitter tomorrow at PHNX underscore Coyote. So make sure you go vote there. And obviously Craig wrote about this today, so you can read that as well. And Craig has like a thousand stories this week on gophnx.com. So if you want to read any of them, become a member. If you're not already, if you sign up for the annual membership, you get a shirt when you do. I'm wearing my PHNX Suns shirt tonight to cheer on the Suns in game five. Petey's wearing his shirt. You can't really tell because it's covered by his microphone. There it is. Um, Or if you want to do month to month, you can get your first month just 50 cents to try it out and get access to the members only discord when you become a member as well and we've talked a lot about what's going to happen at that last game but whatever we decide we will be there me pd craig sean and a oh, bunch of us because be in your press box seats we we actually we'll will use those seats one last time and just for a little because we will sit with everyone who's coming on the bus because we are officially taking over the PHNX County Takeover Party Bus this Friday, April 29th for the last Coyotes home game of the season, the last Coyotes game at Gila River Arena. For $125, you can get a ticket to the game, a meet and greet with Josh Stone. He'll be on the bus, by the way. Free food and drink on the bus at the game. Um, we got giveaways, a chance to ride the Zamboni and so much more. If you already have a ticket to the game for $85, you can get everything I just said and just use your own ticket to the game. You can still ride the bus. Why? It's a weeknight, or I guess it's a Friday night, but still. Why drive all the way to Glendale one last time where you can just ride the party bus with us, drink some beers on the bus with us. PD has a bunch of stuff planned. He has things to give away. It's going to be so, so much fun. And we're going to be doing a meet and greet with Josh Doan at the Lola at 6.30 before the game. So if you do live kind of near Glendale and don't want to do the party bus, you can come to that as well, or you can do both. Um, so we're really looking forward to that. And then we'll be doing our post-game show live from the Lola in Westgate. So if you want to hang out in Westgate after with us, you can. Otherwise, the bus will take you there and back, and you don't have to worry about driving or parking. What happened? Meryl Heiskanen scores in the seventh round. Yeah. No, I think Dallas just clinched a tie, but what happened is LA and Nashville both clinched playoff spots. So uh, Dallas has clinched at least a tie now. They need one point. So Vegas is dead. Vegas (laughs) Vegas, Vegas is dead and the tank is dead. (laughs) That's the theme of tonight. But anyway, you guys. I'm sorry. It's okay. It is emotional. Vegas no, it's, it's 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 interesting how 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 quickly it got to be where this team got hated. Like it's the, yeah. they were loved their first year and revered, and everybody was rooting for them. And now, in a few short years later, everybody's rooting against them. And you saw it on Craig's Twitter feed; the responses were just horrific. <laughs> like people just don't like this team. And it looks like Vegas is they're in one now. I mean, they're it's nearly impossible. Yeah, Dallas. Dallas has to lose to Arizona in regulation and to Anaheim in regulation, um, both at home. And they're a really good home team. So it's very, very, very unlikely. And I would, I would, I, I will see what this does to the, the coaching staff management staff of Vegas go, going forward. Well, we, the Coyotes play Dallas tomorrow night. Um, there's only two games left, you guys, on the upcoming schedule. We haven't even it's had to change. Time. 
the upcoming <laughs> schedule. Yeah, right. Um, graphics, but Dallas will be coming off this win on a back-to-back. We will see Wedgie and Net tomorrow for Dallas. That game is at 5.30, and we will be here for our post-game show after that. It's our last in-studio post-game show for a while because Friday night, like I said, we'll be doing our post-game show live from the Lola in Westgate, which I'm super excited about. And then we have to look at the punch card because this is, like, this is absolutely insane. There's two games left. I just can't believe we made it this far. And look, they finally broke out. Look at all those losses in a row, and then they finally got a win. Yeah, but we get that diagonal going all the way across for the entire season if they lose to Dallas in regulation. That's true. Or overtime, so they get the the straight. We need that. It's like the ultimate connect however many dots that was, but... Like yeah, I have a feeling this in watching this Dallas team tonight, I would be concerned for tomorrow night's tilt. I, I mean, Dallas is at home already and going to bed. Arizona's not even to the airport yet. They got to fly. They're going with Sattery in the net tomorrow. Wedgie gets hot at home, even if, if his new home's Dallas. I don't know. They're, they know they need one point to clinch. I don't know if, if the streak of uh, the Yotes will stop at one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like this comment from Charles. Vegas dead, tank dead, Gila River Arena soon to be dead. I do have my my Glendale years opus coming. 12 12 sources for this story, by the way. 12 sources. Unreal. That's a lot of people. Fun to go through all those quotes. Yeah, maybe too long. Uh, well, I'm really excited to read that story, and we'll also have an audio episode coming Thursday, diving more into everything related to Glendale. So really excited for that. Really excited for the party bus on Friday. I can't believe it's already the last week of the season and I cannot believe that we made it through and one more rebuild year to go after serious rebuild year to go after this. And then hopefully I don't know. I know we were trying to wrap this up, Leah, but you brought up a good point. I don't know. And if this team is healthy, Clayton Keller comes in healthy, Schmoltz is back, you look at McBain and Smith, you've got Barrett Hayton who's playing really well. I I mean, I don't think it has the same taste that the, the team did coming into game one this year. I think it's going to be a better hockey team coming into next year. And you look at six of the defensemen, four of them are 25 or under, and they're all back. Timmons is 25 and under. He'll potentially be healthy. Chicken, that will be a probably not a problem anymore i'm not saying it's a problem now but chickman's either going to go somewhere and bring a return or he's going to stay and be a young successful defenseman so game one in 2022 is not going to be maybe as dark and depressing as but i also remember kind of feeling hopeful before this season and thinking i don't think this team is as bad as everyone's making them out to be and then they finish 31st so maybe it'll be the same that 2023 draft is for me, the more significant one that Bedard pick is a franchise changing pick versus this year, Cooley and Wright, great players, but not, you know, the Crosby McDavid level. That's what we've heard at least. Um, and we'll continue to talk to draft experts as we go forward into the next few weeks and months here. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll have a lot of time to talk about it all um, this summer. So. Any final thoughts from either of you? I'm ready to do it again tomorrow. Yep. Yep. Back in studio tomorrow, right? In studio yep. tomorrow, yep. Beautiful. Don't forget Love to it. bring the bobblehead. Yes. Right. Bring the Thor bobblehead, Craig. All right. <laughs> 
Well, everyone, thanks so much for watching. Only two postgame shows left this season. I can't believe it. Be sure to subscribe to PHNX Sports on YouTube. And also, when you're done watching our show tonight, head over and watch the PHNX Suns postgame show because I don't really know what's going on in that game. Again, I just have been hearing them scream this entire time. So hopefully it'll be a celebration over there. Follow us on PHNX Sports across all social platforms and follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore Coyotes as well. As like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast because we have audio episodes that are dropping multiple times a week there as well, including every postgame show is also an audio episode. Everyone, thank you so much for watching. Enjoy the rest of your night. We'll be back tomorrow and we'll see you then.